0: My name's Dante Brigida, I'm a professional soccer player for Rochester New York FC, and this is another episode of Mass Football Podcast. Yo, welcome back to the Mass
1: Football Podcast, the number one soccer podcast here in Oklahoma City. I'm your host, Ricardo Yoa, and I'm here at Legacy Real Estate Group. Shout out to the sponsors for allowing me to record here. You know what they do, hit them up if you're trying to buy. So, invest in a house, the time is always now. So, definitely, definitely appreciate you guys for allowing me to record here. But, I'm not here by myself because I do have a special guest with me today, from Edmund he's an Oklahoma guy, but he's currently playing plural I think in New York. yes uh, congratulations and my guy here, Dante <laughs> are you, I practice Brigida <laughs> how are you <laughs> Thank you
0: thank you Thanks for having me, me Of
1: course of course Dude, I appreciate you along with you. making some time to come on here and it's nice to meet you. it's going to be good to talk you yeah. know uh, with you and learn a little bit about what you're doing and your journey so
0: um Give me a little intro. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're doing for the people that don't know you. Uh, so I'm 23. I grew up playing here all my life. Uh, went to Edmond Santa Fe, then played at Oral Roberts um, for four, actually four and a half seasons. And then I just played my first professional season in Rochester, New York, uh, and that's really it. Dang. I mean, yeah, that's my soccer. You're living the dream, bro? Yeah. That's good. That's Congratulations.
1: Before we get into any deeper stuff about what you're doing and how you're doing, let's get the important stuff out of the way. What did you think about yesterday's game? For the people that don't know, yesterday was the World Cup final. They've crowned the champion what are your thoughts about yesterday dude what happened like
0: what, what, how did you take that in? i, I was watching the game yesterday and i was like i'm so glad i'm going on this podcast tomorrow because all of my cousins are ronaldo fans like really it is, so uh, it's been hard it's yeah. been hard but uh, been i was hard. like i'm gonna go on tomorrow and say what i need to say and that is he is the greatest yeah. i wanted to come on the podcast look right in the camera and tell people that the debate is over.
1: Yeah, like, there's no, like, Cristiano Ronaldo Messi. It was over. For the people that didn't know that already and are just now realizing it because of the World Cup, like, welcome. Like, yeah. welcome to reality. Messi is the best. And he there's the no best. debate about it. Like, what do you have to say? T- talk to your cousins right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would just say uh, it's over. You guys have talked all your, all your crap. But uh, Messi proved you guys wrong, and he's won it. So there's no debate. He's won everything. He's completed soccer. I saw an Instagram post that he completed it. Nothing else you
1: <laughs> Completed it, mate. Like, done.
0: And I'm not taking anything away from Ronaldo because he's unreal. And the things he did were amazing. But Messi is number one.
1: Messi is number one.
0: Let's segue into this because I was having this
1: conversation with somebody over the weekend. And you, as a professional soccer player, uh, might have a, sp- a different opinion. But he, we started talking about people that are natural-born talents as opposed yeah. to people that work hard to get yeah. where they need to. And he basically said that you have to be born with it. Like, you can't get yeah. up to that level and my point was like you can i mean you have a point you can but you can't not have hard work and the people that aren't born with it they can get there but they're just gonna have to work a little bit harder and we kind of just
0: like stuck we didn't meet meet both ways like we were stuck on that where do you stand in that argument i see it so where like for me i don't really post whenever i'm training and stuff so obviously like a lot of people say, "Oh, Ronaldo worked to get there." I, I, 100% believe that, but also they don't know what Messi's doing behind closed doors. That's true. So a lot of people say, "Yeah, he was just born with it. That's that's it. Like he was just gifted that." But no one really knows exactly what he's doing. Obviously, Ronaldo. You see Ronaldo Posti and he's an unreal athlete, and mm-hmm. the way he worked is inspiring. Like he mm-hmm. worked his way to the top. But I don't know. I think a lot of people don't see what Messi does behind closed Close doors, the door. and they just think that, "Oh, he just like he he just got there because of his natural born talent." Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think.
1: He took advantage of his natural-born yeah, talent. Like, exactly. if, it was, if it was a fruit, he basically took everything out of it. Yeah. And we just don't see him. But if he was kind of psychotic like Michael Jordan, like, we definitely see it or hear yeah. it. But he's just kind of... Maybe that's why we like him a lot. Because he's quiet off
0: the field, but on the field? So what do you think about Messi? How does his career, like... Does for, for me, it's like, even now, people... I think a lot of Ronaldo fans out there are trying to switch and save Mbappe's to go now because Ronaldo's already... Uh-huh. Lost to Messi, but the thing is, I I think Messi has done it consistently for so long, and so does Ronaldo, to where you can't put Mbappe there yet. Mm. Obviously, he's unrefor twenty three years old. He's my age, and he's already done that. But there's no way it's you wild. could you can put him there yet. If he can come keep scoring goals and keep doing what he's mm. doing for multiple years, then he's gonna start being in debate. But as of right now, the way Messi did it for so many years, yeah. and then for him, no one's even close to the calendar year that he did mm. that one year. You can't. So He's I, unreal.
1: I had seen a post somewhere that Messi had no prime. <laughs> so When would you say Messi's prime was?
0: Oh, I, I really couldn't tell you. I yeah. mean, obviously, the last, the last two years, he didn't have the great. When he moved to PSG, I don't think he did that well. But obviously, he was adapting and stuff. But before that, I don't, yeah, you couldn't tell me his prime. I mm. mean, other than the calendar year, I can't remember what year that was, where he had like 96 goals. Uh, almost 100. Like, no one was even close mm-hmm. to him. Like, no one's even gotten close to that.
1: That's a ridiculous
0: stat. Well, let me play devil's advocate then and say um, that
1: maybe the World Cup was, you know, handed to Argentina. Yeah, with the PKs and everything. With the PKs, and then you think about it, like, maybe it was part of his deal to go to PSG, and they promised him the World Cup, because the owner of PSG is from Qatar, yeah. and he has a lot of money, so maybe that was part of the deal. No,
0: I saw a lot of that, too. My main thing that I would argue mm-hmm. is, if you took away Messi's PKs right... Hmm. Look at all the chances. If you look up his chances created or his assist or like big chances created, it's unreal. Like, yeah. it you could take away those PKs and he still had an amazing tournament. And like the way he led his team and like you see his teammates, they would like really cry and like would die for him. Dude, would, so obviously I, he has to say something yeah, yeah, yeah. about how he is, how he is as a person, as a leader. Mm-hmm. So I think he's unreal.
1: Was this has this been the best World Cup you've seen so far? Oh yeah, for sure, hands down. Yeah, that, that
0: final was like. I, I told someone this yesterday. I said, you you can see, like, even Di Maria, you can see, like, what emotions you go through through a soccer game. That happens to every single soccer player. You can, your world can be, like, literally 100, and then it goes down to zero, That's like, in true. a matter of seconds.
1: Imagine, because Argentina were on top of the world yes. that first half. Oh, they, they had were, it. They, were, they had them. Di Maria subs off. Di Maria is sitting there, like, he's... I don't know if he's in tears because he thinks he's won it or just the
0: anxiety of it. But then Mbappé... He fucking snatched that shit <laughs> in two <laughs> minutes, dude.
1: In two minutes.
0: Nah, and that's, what I told someone yesterday too. I said, that, that's the difference between good and great because Mbappe had his two chances. Mm. First game, I mean, first half, I, I mean, he was okay. They look, I didn't they look really, terrible. Yeah, man. they didn't look good to me. Dembele had a bad
1: game. Uh, I think Rabiot had a bad game. They what, just started so terrible.
0: What do you think about the subs, 40th minute? France France <laughs>
1: had, I mean,. It obviously worked. Yeah, it obviously no. worked. France had better subs than Argentina did, but yeah, they worked. They worked. Yeah. But I think that kind of just sent a signal. Like, no, they, first
0: you know. half Argentina were pressing. I was like, I even told my brother I was watching him with them. I said, Messi looks like he's defending a little more mm-hmm. than usual. Like, and I, and then I saw. I'd even hear the stat after the game, and I didn't. I didn't even realize it. He played every minute of the whole tournament at 35 years old, That's and still true. did that. That's unreal. That's true. But he walks a lot, too. Yeah, but... He's very selective on how he runs, but oh, that's an yeah, impressive it's stat, dude. That's impressive.
1: Yeah. And then, if you take away the loss against Morocco, their record is still impressive. They walked into the World Cup unbeaten for 37, 36 games. So, no, they didn't lose to Morocco. They lost to Sorry, Saudi Arabia. Maybe. I did say Morocco, didn't I? Um, but, yeah, that's... That was crazy. It's a crazy stat. I want to see that documentary. They're, they're having one? I know. Somebody has to make a documentary <laughs> from the beginning of Messi's career to this moment, like right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And That'd be an unreal. Throwing in the loss in the finals and the loss against Chile and the Copa Americas and just. The, nobody could write a story like that. That's the thing about soccer. You try to tell people, and it's like, nobody could write a story like this and paint a picture of a, a character. Because the World Cup is so hard to win, dude. Everything oh. has to go your way. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the beginning of the World Cup and we. Whenever Argentina lost their first game, when Mexico played it, everybody was like, oh, Argentina's destiny is in Mexico's hands. But, like, and then they won it all, dude.
0: Yeah, I thought I was disappointed in Mexico, but I kind of seen leading up to the tournament they were not doing well. And um, I thought that I don't think it's that great of a coach for mm-hmm. Mexico at the moment. And um, that third game, they looked amazing. But the first good. two games, I didn't think they looked too good. So I was disappointed. Yeah. Well.
1: If we pull it up to and pull it up and compare it to the previous world cups they basically did the same thing except for this time they didn't get the luck they didn't get the luck of the draw and get the pass to the next world cup yeah. but I think they it started so bad even with the call up
0: the lineup because yeah, I, Raul Jimenez should have never been called up Linus should have been called Linus up Lina should have uh, been called up I like the little kid from America Zendejas the one that Zende- was, yeah. He was, was deciding between he was able he was going to be able to go to the mm. USA or Mexico but I think that kind of Messed him up, but I thought he was amazing. He was he was in form. But, yeah, Jimenez, I mean, I love him, but mm-hmm. for a year he had maybe a couple of goals.
1: They should have took Santi. Oh, yeah. Santi Jimenez. Oh, like, yeah. And that's the thing that I see in the World Cup is a lot of these teams that like do well are the teams that have a lot of youth and mm-hmm. then have that old experience. That can kind Jimenez. of lead them, yeah. You know, because you got Giroud, and you have Mbappe, and all the young players. like, And then you have Argentina with Messi, and then you have all that the cast with them too so overall dude that was a was crazy a world cup yeah it was amazing now it's sucks like that it. we don't have soccer now <laughs> but i mean now we have the next world cup to look forward to right so like yeah. what are you looking forward to that do you have any plans like do you know what you want to do or uh
0: no i don't really have any plans but i know there's world cup games close so mm-hmm. i'm gonna be at them so. i
1: want to lead this into
0: like to what you do like yeah. cause you're a player too right yeah how is your career going First of all. No, it's going it's good. good. Good, Yeah, I think the transition from being a college player to a professional soccer player is a, is a big jump. Hmm. So obviously this first year I was adjusting to it, but I thought I did well and I'm ready now I'm ready to go. How is that jump? It's a big jump. It's uh, sometimes you you're in college and you're watching pro soccer and you're like well, it doesn't look that fast hmm. like you know, that's just how everyone yeah, is doing. You're, like, you're looking at it, you're like average joke thinks you can step on the energy <laughs> yeah. field and you know take it yeah, to the nah, championship. It doesn't look that fast, but mm-hmm. when you're in it. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest difference is just you can't mess up. Mm-hmm. So, if you in college, if I could, if I took a little slight, too big of a touch, I could still get to it and take my shot, get away with and, it. Yeah, get away with it. If in professional, even in training, I take a bad touch, you're it's. It's in the light. Yeah, you're in you're danger. You're in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's been the biggest thing, I think, is just um, adjusting to that. And obviously, uh, I don't know if it was just my college, but I don't know if I did as much running or even mm-hmm. in training. Not as much. And when, when I went here, when I was in Rochester, uh, the trainings are hard. More intense. Yeah, a lot and more that's running. every day.
1: yeah. Dang. And I bet you you thought that when you were at or you thinking yeah. back on high school. I didn't run it's as much. Yeah, for okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. So what else has been different?
0: Uh, I think the travel has been, I mean, the travel is a little bit different. Yeah, we get up mm-hmm. sometimes 4 a.m., 3 a.m. flights to get to the team. We went all across the East Coast, really, because it was split up into East and West. So, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, a lot of people don't really realize is that little things, like even checking your shoulder, something like that, you really need that, like, mm-hmm. even at the highest level. Like, if you don't do little things that, if you don't do everything right, it's not going to work. You know, I have to be at my complete best. So, during the season, I was struggling a little bit with my ankle. And um, I was like, I, I'm not as, I have, like, I could get away with it in college, right? Mm-hmm. But in professional, you can't get away it. with yeah. it. You got to be at your top, top game. Mm.
1: So then you have to take your recovery a lot more serious. Oh, yeah. You have to take your diet a lot more serious. Uh, yeah. And your, your, probably, your personal training on the side, your shooting in the gym moments yeah. have to
0: be a lot more serious. What, how are you changing those personal training moments? Um, this offseason, I actually try to focus on something uh, I noticed during the season I felt like after part of the game, after I was getting tired, right, I felt my legs were getting – I wasn't able to do my moves as quick or I wasn't able to move as quick. So I think this season I've, I've been focusing on getting my cardio up mm. so then I can actually, whenever I need the ball and it's late in the game, mm-hmm. I can make my moves with efficiency and move how I need to move, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's just something I observed over the season. I was like, I need to work on that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't want to work on that. Who wants to run? But mm-hmm. that's what I need to do, you know.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you do that
0: every day. So what's your day to day look like? Um, I mean, like today I went. To, I was at the gym. I ran maybe close to 70 minutes, about six miles this morning uh, at the gym. Mm-hmm. I work out at Lifetime. Um, yeah, I did that. I'll probably go train later today, and then just be with the family probably. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: two days or just, and this is just, are you off season?
0: Yeah, I'm in off season. So that's why I'm here. I've been here for about a month and a half and I'll probably be somewhere in January. Mm, preseason. So, yeah.
1: And this is USL?
0: No, this was uh, MLS Next Pro. MLS Next Pro. Yeah. So I had a one year contract or one year deal, one year option. So they didn't pick up my options. So now my agent's looking for a team. I don't know if you know Cody Lurindi. that's I my do agent. Know Cody yeah, I was just he's a gonna great ask. Agent. Yeah.
1: How is having Cody as an agent? He's, he's a, a great guy. Yeah, right? he's a big guy. <laughs> Every time I th- he is a huge guy, isn't he? But he's... his personality is huge too, oh, isn't yeah. it? And yeah, he's just, amazing. It's just as big It's great. I was always wondering like is it like something that he turns on or is this guy always like this? Uh, I think he's always. He's like always like that, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah. a
0: great guy. He Knows how to talk to people. He but. does.
1: He's great. I think the one thing that he puts First is always the person. Yeah, yeah. And every time I talk to him, he makes me feel good. Like, oh, like this guy, he, he really—he makes me feel like he wants to talk yeah. to me. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, no, yeah, but cool. he is
0: great. Shout out to, to Cody because he's yeah. probably watching.
1: But how is having Cody as an agent?
0: Uh, it's great. I mean, I, so it's kind of a hard of thing. I had to just—you kind of have to learn and you have to go through it. So after my college season, I had maybe one or two agents reach out hmm. uh, during the season, um, and I didn't really kind of was just waiting and stuff. So I really didn't, wasn't replying or anything, and then. Um, I got in contact with Cody because one of my assistant coaches at ORU, Mm. uh, Chris Taylor, he um, hooked me up with Cody, and I talked to him. I was talking to one agent at the time, and then Cody reached out, and we met up right away. He wanted to meet up, and we talked. We had maybe two or three meetings, and he was really cool. So Mm. I kind of decided to go with him from there on, and uh, yeah, he's been great ever since. Mm. I feel like it's a hard job to have. What? An agent? An agent. Yeah. Because you're dealing with a lot of people, and yeah, he has a lot of players, and he has to reach out to a lot of people, and make sure mm-hmm. everything's
1: going well. Every player has their own expectations yeah. their own you know level, and yeah. I, when I talk to him, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the questions that I like to ask is like, dude, how do you have these difficult conversations with these players? Oh so yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess just people skills or something, but yeah, that's tough to have. Yeah.
0: Tough. How important is it to have an agent? Oh, I think it's very important. Uh, I was speaking to Daryl DK. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. I've yeah, yeah. with him for many years. He's a good friend of mine. And then I was talking to Garrett McLaughlin, mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Batista, and just kind of asked him, hey, like, what do you think? What should I do? How should I decide? Because I was choosing between maybe two or three uh, agents. And uh, they really just said, go with the person you think <clears throat> is going to be closest to you mm-hmm. and who is like going to be there for you, send you texts, check up on you. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, it's Cody. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, that's why I went with him. Mm-hmm. And that's good, a good thing to Realize I had some friends that some people go with big agents and then they don't hear from their agent for two to three months mm. during the season or, you know, and it's just like I'd rather have someone close. I could say, hey, what's going on? Or mm-hmm. he's going to reach out. How's your season? Oh, I saw you got hurt last night. Mm. How do you feel? You know? And he's always watching. Yeah. And he's been there before, too. He's, yeah. he's
1: been in those positions. so oh, yeah. It's, man, that's how do you deal with the mental side of all this? Because you in you, soccer? Yeah.
0: It's I think it's the biggest part of the game. Mentally, you have to be, it's, it's hard. It's something I'm still trying to work on, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like I've gotten better just learning things about everyone. I mean, you have to learn so much about yourself. You gotta, have, I think like my biggest downfall, but my biggest uptake is is my emotions. So mm-hmm. like, that's, that goes into it with ment- mentality, but I feel like emotionally, sometimes I let myself down, but sometimes that's my greatest thing is how emotional I am, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I mean, being strong mentally and, I mean, sometimes you're down or sometimes you're up, but you got to be able to bounce back. Mm. So what's the hardest thing that you have to deal with with your mental side of it? I think just letting myself get out like when I'm not playing well. Mm. So it's me telling, hey, calm down. You're okay. Let's mm-hmm. get the next one, you know? So I think that's something I struggle with. I, you could even see it in my college games, sometimes my high school games. I would kick the ground or I miss mm-hmm. a shot and I yell at myself or something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more about calming down. Mm -hmm. realizing we go again you know
1: yeah yeah because you're a forward right and you're always going to get another chance yeah and you just need one to change the game yeah you might just need two minutes you know what i mean to change the game and score two goals so yeah that's when i I had a sports psychologist on and that was the previous episode yeah and we talked a lot about that and he gave me like four or five points that are really the basic ones that he goes with everybody And a lot of the one that stuck out to me was the language that you use in your head you know because that language has been put into you by somebody else you didn't just create it you know and that has a lot to do with it as well as the rituals that people take like what kind of rituals do you have do you have any rituals
0: like like pre-game stuff pre-game stuff like stuff that you unintentionally Mm. do maybe I mean, obviously, I'm going to pray before every game mm-hmm. in the locker when I do that. Um, I, re- I really, I'm not like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know how some people put on left sock before right shoe? Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I always, the only thing I have to have is my shin guards, right? I made mm-hmm. my shin guards my freshman year of college. And they mm-hmm. say, God, familia. They say, I think they do say messy on the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> they say. God, familia, messy. Yeah, they say my girlfriend's name. But it's like, they're like made up shin guards of, of mm-hmm. cardboard and tape over them. Mm-hmm. And I've worn their first my five years damn. and I always have to play with those just yeah.
1: but maybe having rituals like that help people yeah. kind of like get into Focus the song or get in. you know yeah. it's kind of like a prayer or kind of like yeah. when you go to church you know you, you get in they hit you with that first song you get into that first prayer and then now you know that church has started maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. playing soccer it's like listening to a specific song Maybe I put my left tape first, my right tape second. I don't know. Maybe it's something like just to get you in the mood. I always yeah. like to be the devil's advocate and be
0: like, why do they do that? Well, maybe yeah. there's
1: some good to it. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I have rich, like, I go to the gym, right? Mm. All this, if, I, if I'm running that day. Every single time I will play, I'll play music for about five ten minutes, and then the rest of it is all podcast of mm. uh, David Goggins. I don't know if you do that guy's is. a beast. Yes, I, if I go through my YouTube right now, I could probably scroll for about six minutes, and it's just yes. David Goggins, all his podcast <laughs> or just people like make videos, motivational mm. videos. Oh, I could watch, I could listen to those all day. Mm. That's all I do. David so. Goggins made me run a marathon. You ran a marathon? Yeah, I've done two. Oh, I wasn't as was. prepared as I needed to. Yeah. My
1: times are terrible, but I completed them. That's all and it David Goggins was in my ear the whole time, dude have you He's heard his audiobook?
0: I have not heard his dude, audiobook get his audiobook i, I just I just saw he got a new book too does he yeah,
1: I didn't know that his old one it just it basically goes over what you've heard in a podcast, yeah but with more detail and he even has parts in it too so it's that guy
0: and what he speaks yeah just is, is, motivational yes i I also like I've listen i think i listened to when he had the 30 days with that living with the navy seal for 30 days Mm. i can't remember what it was he was like a runner as well yeah but uh he talks about his life so he basically pays david goggins to come live with him i think i've heard of this guy he's like some big ceo guy yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. he pays like i want you to come train he said are you sure Mm -hmm. okay and the stuff he made him do and i was just like man that's unreal
1: yeah there's a story isn't there where he jumps into a big lake of water oh yeah and the, and the freezing cold and he's just like why are you doing that well i just wanted to see if he's going to be able to you know do it so Nah. That's...
0: one thing i it was funny because i was with my girlfriend the other day mm-hmm. i said she said why why do you get up in the like you're in off season right why mm-hmm. why are you getting up at 6 a.m to go train like mm-hmm. what what is or to go run like what are you doing like why why mm-hmm. can't we just go later mm-hmm. and i was just i i told her it's just that's mentality like mm-hmm. that's that's like the difference to where like you have to do, like it's David Goggins's says, you mm-hmm. got to do stuff you don't want to do. You have to do stuff that to get, sucks. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 If you want to get better, you have to do things that you're not good at or you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So That's why, like, people always ask me that. And I'm, they, sometimes they think, oh, he just wakes up early. No, I don't want to. Mm. I, I you, think I wanna yeah. you think I want to get up early? You think I want to do this? No, nah, like, but it just like, you have to do things that suck. Mm. Yeah. What have you had to sacrifice oh. to get to where you are now? Oh, a lot of time. I've mm. uh, given up a lot of time. I mean... In high school, really, I never went out or anything. Was uh, that
1: when you started taking it serious in high school? No, nah, I've,
0: I've been taking it serious since I was little.
1: And I think that's what people don't understand yeah. is that you said it best. It's like you have to do stuff that you don't like to do. Yeah. But I also heard somebody else say that you have to... If you want to be a professional, you have to act like, like a professional. Yeah. You have to take those habits and traits that they do to... Be a professional when you're not, and then eventually exactly. you realize that you are. Yeah. Something
0: along those lines. I butchered it, but yes. No, that's, you're, a point, you're straight on because that's exactly it. you have to be a professional. Even when, in college, people would always tell me, "You act like a professional." Mm. I said, "Yeah," because that's what I want to be. Mm. So I think there's so much talent. I mean, I've seen it. I've been in Tulsa for the last four years. I grew up here, and I've seen so many players that are so good, so good on the ball, but they just don't have the mentality mm. for it. They they don't. They don't want to work like a professional. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference.
1: Mm. Who, how,
0: when like, was this instilled into you? I mean, I've been getting told from a young age, probably growing up here playing OFC, like you can mm. make it if you want to put your mind to it. And mm. that's what I did. I mean, I, that's a, really, I maybe played one season of football when I was like four or five, but this is the only sport I've ever played. Mm. This is all I know. So this is all I've done and I've just worked and worked. It it's mentally it's kind of weird because I had to transition from wanting to make it pro now to making another goal Hmm. because it's like I hit there and I'm like, Hmm. you know, yeah, you get what I'm saying. You hit a goal and you're like, now I'm here. So now what? Mm -hmm. And you just gotta tell yourself, okay, well now I gotta make a bigger goal.
1: Goal setting. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things he talked about last week. Are the type of goals that you set because if you don't set big enough goals, like you won't, you know, and then achievable goals too. Yeah, you could say like, hey, I wanna be like Mbappe 24 in the world 23 in the world cup second world cup but that's that's a little bit hard to achieve you know what I'm saying so scale it back hit it and then now that you hit this goal what's the next goal yeah exactly what's your
0: next goal uh I don't don't know if I really told anyone this but a goal I've really wanted is for my abuelo to see me play on tv where he can just switch to a channel and watch it Mm. you get what I'm saying he doesn't have to stream a game he doesn't have Mm -hmm. to go on ESPN plus or he doesn't have to Go on mm. MLS Next Pro to watch the game. I want him to be able to turn on the TV, change it to Telemundo, Fox Sports, mm. and I'm on that. Mm. Where is your grandpa right now? Uh, he's in Brownsville, Texas. Okay. It's right across from Matamoros. It's like it's mm. right across the border. Mm-hmm. It's in Texas. So, they live down there. He's actually coming up um, in a couple of days for Christmas and stuff. So, now that's just a goal of mine before mm. he goes. I want him. I want him to see me on TV.
1: He's almost there. You're almost there. Yeah. you're gonna be on TV. Yeah. So. Somebody just might have to be there and be like, hey, turn on the TV at five. You know
0: what I'm saying? They might have to guide him in that nah, direction. No, nah, he's amazing. And mm-hmm. my cousins always go over there and help him turn turn it on. Cause he has yeah. to get on a website he has to get on the website or get on ESPN Plus to watch. I want him to be able to turn it on. Bam, Jam, right there. Jam channel five. Channel five. Right there. That'd be tight. That's yeah. I like that one. I yeah. like that
1: one. And then now that you're starting your second year, yeah. what
0: are you taking into the second year as opposed to that first year? I just feel like now I'm I'm calmed. Like hmm. I feel like I'm not.
1: Like those jitters?
0: Yeah, almost like jitters. But I would just say like I know, like I know, I I know I, c- I can play at that level. Mm-hmm. So that's what like it's kind of almost mm-hmm. like a relief, right? Mm-hmm. So you go in somewhere and you're like, dang, like do you really think I can play like that? Sure. Okay, am, yeah. am I supposed to be here? Yeah. yeah I make it? I mean, now you're just like... everyone has those thoughts. People say, oh, I don't have those thoughts. Like, yeah, you do. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think now like I'm calmed and I know that what I can do. And obviously my ankle was struggling last year. I injured it maybe five games in, and uh, I'd been dealing with it in college, but. I got injured then, and then I kind of came back maybe a little too fast and kind of finished the season with not letting my ankle heal all the way, so this off season was a lot different than my usual off seasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you taking this off season a little bit harder than the previous off seasons? yeah, or but it's just
0: it's different now, so like you're so, very intentional with this one, yeah, so like for the first I would say five, six weeks, I was just ankle, I was like off mm-hmm. my ankle. No running, no training at all. Mm. No no ball. So what I was doing is I got a membership there a lifetime, and I just swam and cycled mm. every day. And I did not know it was going to be that hard. Yeah. I I had I'd never I'd never swam, like swam for cardio, and that is hard. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but no, if someone, if some, those swimmers, I'm going to give it up to y'all mm-hmm. because, man, you get tired. And maybe I'm not, I'm probably still not that good mm-hmm. at it, and I'm probably wasting a lot of breath because mm-hmm. it's hard, but. That is some good cardio, and obviously cycling. You go to some of those cycling classes, you see a, you see a mom, or you see an old guy, and he's like, "You're like, what the heck? How are you doing that?" Like, he's like, "Not stopping." I'm like, "Dead." I'm like, "But it's a great cardio." So that that's why it's a little different for me because I'd never really done those Mm. things. But I was like, "I have to do these because I need to stay off my ankle." So that's really all I was doing about week and a half, two weeks ago when it was when I started running. Right. Mm. So. I think even like daily goal setting is so mm. it's so good for someone. I don't know if he talked about it, but like every day from when I started running, I would go up five minutes. Mm. So now I'm like, at seventy minutes, and I was like, I'm gonna run so I can run ninety minutes straight. Mm. Why? If, if I need to do that in a game, why can't I? Yeah. Why shouldn't I be able to do it on the treadmill? That's a, how. I, that's how I took a marathon. Like, the, I just yeah. completed
1: twenty six miles. I can't. I can't play soccer for twenty five minutes. Like, yeah. No, no, that's exactly. Yeah. And I also saw, like you said, old people running. I saw a pregnant person running. I saw a guy running barefoot. Yeah. And it just, like David Goggins says, dude, that you can do anything if you just put your mind to it. So, and that's, I like what you said that you're picking different activities to stay active as well, because that's another way of working out. Swimming yeah. is so simple, but it's, you never know how that's going to impact you on the yeah. pitch. Well, talk to me about your high school. Like, okay. you yeah, went to, to Edmund Santa Fe, you went, went to
0: Edmund K- Santa Fe, and I was coached by Joe Peeler. I think okay. he coaches, uh, energy now, just some energy teams oh, really? as well. Yeah, but he's the high school coach there, and I loved him. He mm-hmm. uh, he was amazing. Uh, he knew he knew I could make it as well. He was one person I really liked, and um, he always pushed me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, my first season, uh, I, play, I mean, I played on varsity. Um, I, I didn't score that this many year, goals. Freshman? Yeah, freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin, uh, friends with Luis Santana, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Rivas, he played uh, with me, and it was fun getting to play with my cousin, you know. Mm-hmm. always play in the backyard, joking mm-hmm. around, but... It's fun to actually play with them, yeah. yeah, Now you have the same name on the back of your shirt or whatever. exactly, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I think we did decent that year. Uh, My sophomore year, everything progressed. So, Mm -hmm. by my junior year, my brother and my other cousin were actually playing on the same team as me, and that was amazing. Um, I mean, high school's fun because I really didn't have to worry about anything. It's more of just like a... Yeah, I could dribble around four people and then lose the ball and be like, all right, I'm going to walk back. Know because you still
1: had club in the back of your head, too. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, training how it was, we'd go training right after school, we'd work out fourth hour, train after, and then have club the hour after that. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of training. But high school was amazing for me. It's it's literally like me going playing on Reno or Mm -hmm. me playing at score or hat trick. Like, it's fun because I could just, I don't have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. That's why people like. Always asked me to go play and stuff at Western. I had people ask me almost every day, let's really? go play this, let's go go play here. Hmm. I can't, but like if I could, I would 100% be. Is there. that hard to tell people that you oh, can? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I used to always do it in high school. Mm-hmm. I would lie to my dad sometimes, I'm not going to play. Because he'd always tell me, you're going to get hurt. Hmm. Like I had, even in club, I had people, I would get like 10 fouls a game. I would get fouled. I was little, I would always mm-hmm. get fouled. And my dad would tell me, you don't go play. Like, don't go play. And I would go play. Like, I. Yeah. But like damn. it it now, like um since I'm here, or even in college, I was like I'm not I can't play. Like I'm not gonna risk my career and everything I've worked for to get hurt at a Sunday league game against some old guys. That's
1: true, but yeah. I also think that's some BS how like you've gone and made yourself really good at something yeah. at something that you love and you love to do with the people that you love to be with oh, yeah. and now that you're at this high position you can't do what you love to do with the people that you love to do it with now you're kind of like by yourself on an island playing with a bunch of professionals that play it like for that passion but just to win as opposed to just being there to play for fun yeah
0: no i mean i think a lot of people think it's amazing like everything's amazing everything's Mm-hmm. Like, real happy as a professional. Obviously, it's unreal. It's amazing. It's everything I dreamed for. But there's also downsides to it. It's lonely sometimes. Like, I don't, I mean, I have friends that come out with me and train. I, I usually don't train with anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm weird. I, I don't train with nobody. Mm-hmm. There's only two people I train with That's Cesar Romero mm-hmm. and sometimes with Ryan Huerta. And mm-hmm. that's it. People so ask me to Ryan go train with Aaron's them team. all the time. But if I'm going to go train, I'm going to train with those two because they're like family to me. Mm-hmm. And they I don't
1: know. They probably understand that you're there going to
0: business. Yeah, like they're, and not they're there, there, there to help take. me. They're not. I mean, I've went and trained with people, and it's just like they're not. They're not taking it the same levels, mm-hmm. to me, so why am I wasting my time with them? it's Disrespect. Yeah. Your time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like that. no, no, so it's like not. Healthy. It's but like, not. But I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm selfish. But like, those are just family. Mm-hmm. So like, I, family is like the most important thing to me. So those like Cesar doesn't even play, but like, he'll go out there. We'll go like work. We used to. He would swim. When I started to swim, he was like, mm-hmm. "All right, I'll swim with you." We get up before his work. Like. Five thirty, six thirty a.m. Go swim, and he mm-hmm. go to work. And I was like, "Why are you doing this?" It's just because it's family. Like, mm-hmm. He loves me, you know. So that's what, like, I, I really am thankful for. I have a small close mm-hmm. circle, but like, that's my circle. Nice. So, dude. yeah. I mean, no, no one really know. Like, I don't, I don't post when I go train every day. Yeah. I don't think. I think a lot of people probably don't think I train that much, mm-hmm. but I really don't care. Mm -hmm. the only people that know I train is probably my girlfriend that's because I wake her up every time I get up in the morning she thinks you're crazy (laughs) yeah Yeah. so I mean yeah I have friends that don't even know what I really do and some people really don't even know what it literally takes like Mm -hmm. what I sacrifice to like to get where I was
1: I mean it is a good thing that you don't post but maybe it'd be cool to show people yeah people people are probably wondering like they probably do think you just wake up and don't do anything don't do anything and you just happen to be great at it (laughs) when in reality you're the lunatic that wakes up yeah at 4 a.m every day to do something even when yeah. your ankle's hurting you're trying to s- swim and do something so i think that's a lot of a lot that a lot of people don't think and i don't see yeah. and they don't think it really does happen but it does happen and that's that's wild i i'm still so stuck on the fact
0: that you guys have to you guys just can't play you know what I'm no, saying? no it's not even that i can't play because like i would love to go play but it's like i'm not risking getting injured yeah over something like that i'll I go with my cousins all the time to Reno or to here and just watch them play. Just I know so many people, like so many people come up to me and like talk to me and I don't even like sometimes I don't even know them. And it's so cool, it. like them coming up and like, hey, what's up, Dante? Like, I heard about your season. That's so cool, and I'm like, that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. It's so cool to see that. But like, I just go there to watch soccer. Mm-hmm. I love I love watching, talking shit to people. Like, it's fun. I think here's the problem. It's cool, but. Whenever you do get to go out there and play,
1: some people might be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, let's have fun. Other people might be like, oh, look, he's about to play. Now I'm going to take it serious on him. And yeah. they might even come in dirty. Yeah. Just even intentionally. And that's just the worst part of it is that people yeah. will unfortunately test you, try you. I talked oh, about yeah. this with Chavez, Justin Chavez. And he was telling me how he, when he plays at Western now that he isn't a pro, yeah. he gets people all the time trying to test him, And it's just oh, like, yeah, dude, yeah. you're not even worth my time. Exactly. Like, yeah. I. Yeah, it's not even I shouldn't even be here and this yeah. is why you know
0: what I mean but that's just Now it's funny too because my uncles will uh, joke around with my dad because my uncles uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of sponsoring a team over there on Western okay. I think it's the Lobos okay. but uh, my so cousin's the Lobos. team yeah, mm-hmm. my, they'll joke around we're at cookouts and stuff mm-hmm. he'll be like alright Dante so you're coming next week to play right <laughs> and my dad just, you see my dad kind of look like, okay. <laughs> just joking around but like I, I couldn't I would love to go play with my cousins and yeah. watch my like, one day Yeah,
1: one day, one day. Why do they sponsor the team?
0: Because they love soccer. That's it's funny. Some people
1: don't understand that, but tell me why they. It's
0: funny because I literally used to always talk about people like that, Mm -hmm. and then now it's my uncles. But like, always used to. I used to always say, why, why are they spending? Why, why do, why do like, Sunday league teams want to pay me a couple hundred bucks to come play a game? Mm -hmm. Like why? And some people always ask me, I say, because they love the game, they want to win. They want bragging rights. Yeah, yeah, people don't understand it. And that's why, like, my uncles would go buy the whole team a new jumpsuit. And I'm like, why are you spinning? (laughs) <laughs> it's 100. I. How can
1: I, I knew a guy? It, you take it needs. You need those type of people to have yeah, a team like that. Yeah. They'll sponsor the team. They'll they act bri- like they're the coaches. They buy so you funny. some shoes. Yeah. There'll be a DT, and then there'll be another guy that just shows up that doesn't play. I don't know where this guy came from, but he's in the coaches' ear, telling them who to sub and who to sub about. <laughs> yes. and that's just the beauty of the Sunday league soccer, dude. Like, yeah, no,
0: they over there in Tulsa, they take it really serious too. The dude. Sunday league in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's cool. I would I would say I like Western here better, but. I need they to have, go like, see what they have over there. No, nah, they have they have they have indoor tournaments all the time, and they have outdoor fields. There's a guy there that I know that um, he likes to pay a lot of people to come play. Mm. <laughs> he brings people from like Dallas, bring mm-hmm. people down, and stuff. That happens all the they time. They take it serious. Yeah. And imagine what we don't know that happens under the table. Oh, yeah. Like these
1: guys have, to, if they're willing to pay you 100 bucks, I'm I can't imagine what it is to my team against your team, or we'll put like 5k down or what, and they're paying people to play in that. Because when playoffs come, that's when the Dallas players come. Oh, yeah. That's when the expros come.
0: So,
1: man, one day you'll get out there, dude, and be playing. Out. But you have not No, I've done it. Like, you done it before? Yeah,
0: I've, I went out there. Maybe, I mean, obviously, I, I'm not <laughs> telling my dad. I'm t- my dad's probably watching this mad at me now. But <laughs> sometimes I would go out there and play, yeah. <laughs> but like I just I always, I think as I got older, I knew I'm not yeah, going to risk it. You started it. understanding. Yeah. Did your dad yeah. play? No, my dad didn't I play. Didn't play? No, no, my dad grew up in L.A. and mm. then came over here, and he really didn't know nothing about soccer. Mm. But now he's the biggest soccer fanatic ever.
1: So then how did you play? I got in
0: because my mom's side of the family. So mm. all my cousins, I'm have so i blessed because I have so many cousins that live here in Oklahoma City mm. uh, that I'm so close to and that they played. So mm. that was the only sport we grew up. We played in my backyard all the time, all of us. So I grew up with them and that's really why I really, I think I started, I mean, mm. I started, I don't even remember when I started, I was that little. So that's really the only thing I played.
1: And then you started noticing that you were good. Yeah. And then you started taking it serious and look at me now is it hard
0: being in New York then uh, it was hard being from my family but mm. um, I had my girlfriend come out there mm. and um, it was amazing yeah, and it was fun I mean get it my like like I can't complain like I woke up at 8 a.m. every day trained for two hours came back went to the gym and I was done for the day mm. I get paid to do that Like what? Mm-hmm. it's on and you're somewhere else because yeah. this is is it the farthest that you've been for the longest amount of time yeah yeah, I went to Seattle my junior year of college for to play on the summer team for Seattle Sounders, and that was. For that, that was the longest i had been. I was there for just two, or three months. But yeah, I was here for seven, eight months mm. in New York, and it was it was amazing. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. That is crazy.
0: And then what's so MLS next pro? Yeah,
1: what is that like? I so
0: you basically just call it the reserves of the MLS. Mm. Okay, so I mean, you could look at it as a lot of teams, some of the, so my team was the only independent team, mm-hmm. so it didn't have a stepping stone to the MLS, right, but every other, we were the only team, so every other team was like mm-hmm. Miami, Seattle two, yeah, Dallas, Dallas two, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, so this year there's actually a lot more teams that are joining, there mm-hmm. was like four or five, or maybe more, that didn't join just because they were waiting to see mm-hmm. how it did, but they're all joining now, but it, it was fun, and so the cool thing was sometimes those teams would bring down players from the first team. Mm-hmm. And you'd playing against crazy players. Mm. Like, uh, I mean.
1: Give me some, who have you played with or against?
0: Uh, I mean, just this season, I mean, we played against uh, Thales Magno for mm. N- NYC, mm. And he was, he's unreal. He's like 19, but was one of the top scorers for New York City when they won it. Mm. Maxi Morales, mm. uh, he's an old guy, but amazing. Center mid, uh, Orlando, when we played Orlando, they brought like seven or eight first team guys. Uh, what's there is a bunch of guys. I mean, it was, it was amazing. So it's basically like a mix of older players with the group of young players. Because mm. most of those teams are using that MLS Next Pro team to develop their young players that they think are going to be really good. Mm. And they put them there. And then you have some older guys, kind of more like leaders or just older guys. Coming off an injury yeah. or trying to get into yeah. the rhythm, whatever. It so might like be. if they're not getting that many first team minutes, they'll bring them down, let them play with mm-hmm. the second team just to get minutes or. Kind of do, more towards the season, you'd see they'd bring more first-team players because mm-hmm. they're trying to see if they're going to keep them or not. Mm. Yeah. But, I, like, we were different because we were independent. So, like, we didn't have an MLS. Like feeder you know, to go into yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. So, it was more like we we were kind of one of the older teams. So, we had players 27, 20. I think 27 was the oldest, but mm. 25, 26, a lot of them. Uh, and then we had six or seven players coming out of college, kind of like me. And then we, we had maybe a couple younger kids, but... Most of the teams were younger kids with a big group of older kids. Mm.
1: So it was like a mixture. I get confused because this and the USL, I mean, they, it kind of sounds the same. Because yeah. some of the profe- MLS teams play in the USL. But yeah. from what I'm hearing, some yeah.
0: play in the MLS. Or is this like... So now, I would say probably all of the teams are in MLS Next Pro. This mm. last year, it was like 75%. But there were still some teams playing in the USL. USL. But now I think they're all basically converting to MLS Next Pro.
1: Would this become like the third tier or really just a
0: second tier because I mean, USL is there? Yeah, it, it's, it's kind it's, of confusing. No, nah, it is confusing. A lot. I had to tell a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could call it second tier, you could call it third tier. It really doesn't matter. I think, I mean, obviously it goes MLS, then I would probably mm-hmm. put USL with MLS Next Pro. And then there's, I mean, there's USL League mm-hmm. One, which is good too. There's great players in that. I know Gary McLaughlin plays there and mm-hmm. he's amazing. He had an amazing season. And then obviously I think the lowest one would probably be Nisa. NISA. Those I mean, I've heard it's not um it's not the most what's it called? Reliable. Or, oh okay. Like I don't know. Because how.
1: they're smaller clubs, they have yeah, sometimes like, you might not get paid. There's yeah, all kinds that, of stuff it's like, that goes around. There's
0: like seven teams in there are eight teams which mm. isn't I wouldn't want to go there, but I mean USL, USL League One, mm-hmm. any of those teams, any of those teams, they're good.
1: And they're all professional yeah, teams. They're all. Professional. So many things sometimes I just get yeah. confused, yeah. But that's good, that's yeah, dang. And when does your season start?
0: Uh, it should start end of February, end of beginning February. of March. So we're just trying to find teams right now. Cody's been there's been a couple of teams he's been talking to, we're just kind of waiting for mm-hmm. a team to send a contract. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of talking, and then you have to wait and get a contract, but oh, which
1: is the other yeah. tough part of it as well. Yeah, like there's nah. just a lot in the air, a
0: lot goes, yeah, a lot that goes into it. But I should probably know. Somewhere mm. where I'm landed by the middle of January. Mm. Be out there by the end of January. And you just have to stay fit. Yeah. Stay ready. Yeah, I got to be ready. For call-up.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's another part of what I think people don't really see and yeah. understand is that side of it is where sometimes you just don't know where you're going to go. But you yeah. have to be ready. doesn't yeah. matter. Like, you're going to get called up tomorrow. Yeah, there's no sitting on the couch and saying, I'm going to go see if I can try out for this energy team and see if I can land it. And then, no, yeah. well, you didn't make it. Well, of course you didn't make it <laughs> because you're not acting... Like a pro, you're not taking the habits, right.
0: you're not doing that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. But I mean, going back to high school, it was, like I said, it was amazing. Mm. Uh, I finished my junior year, had a bunch of goals. Senior year, I think I broke the record for my school. And I mean, I won every award there was. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also high school. So a lot of, mm-hmm. I think now you see it more where a lot of those players don't. There you go, but congratulations. <laughs> now, I think the coolest award I it was probably the Gatorade Player of the mm-hmm. Year. Nice. He sent me like, hundreds of packets of Gatorade's mm. and I just sold them all. Really? Really? That's funny. They gave me a cool trophy, but I mean, yeah, I, I didn't have the best team mm. and like we never made it to the state finals or nothing like that, but like I loved my team and like getting to play my last two years with my brother and my cousin was mm. unreal. Like, And Peeler, I mean, Peer let me run the team with them basically. Really? So, yeah, it was fun. It, mm. it was really fun and like I wish I could go back to those days where I was just dribbling around people just messing with people, but no, nah, it was fun. When did you sign to ORU, was it the end of that season or did you know before So I kind of had season? a weird, well, I didn't even really talk about it. I had kind of had a weird, between my junior and my senior, I had a weird thing that happened. I fractured my spine.
1: Oh, what?
0: Yeah, so I, from kicking a soccer ball.
1: From kicking a soccer ball? Yeah,
0: I'd beat a keeper and kind of tried to cut it back to score it. Like I kind of dribbled around him and then tried to cut it back and I over twisted. They said this I, wasn't, guy. I wasn't using my core. So uh-huh. I fractured it after that. I was like, could not run. Dude, you're back. Has your back,
1: and when your back doesn't have your back, bro, you there's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. You're just like
0: a board. Yeah, so that's that, the worst. That happened like the worst time possible because that was my junior year. So that was like when recruiting was. That's at its peak. Yeah, that's when you're getting recruited. Your junior year before your senior. So I was out for almost twelve, thirteen months
1: kicking a soccer ball. Yeah, wow. It was in yeah. It was. You try
0: to do a messy but your back said he ain't having it. But guys, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, and uh, what? so it kind of messed up. I had, I mean, I was, before my junior year, I had flown out to Kentucky for a visit. I went to, big schools where they were trying to get at me, and then after that happened, I came back my senior year. It's a funny story, I'll tell you that. Um, I was playing club at the time. I had, I think it was Coach Phillips, Stephen Phillips, and, or no, actually it was already Faley, so I had mm. Jesse Fell. I don't know if you know him, he's a character. I've... I love him, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I don't know him,
1: yeah. but I got to sit across from a table at an event, and um, yeah,
0: he he looks pretty animated. He looks like a cool guy. He's cool. Uh, I've known him forever. He's like a almost like a dad to me. So nice. Um, so I it was after I came back, right? I got released. Maybe January. They said you're released. So now you need to like you've been doing your rehab. Now you need to like just start running, like slowly Dude, get does, back into it for a month or two.
1: What does rehab for your back like that look like?
0: Oh, just butt exercises. It's really <laughs> this guy, to you have to get your You have to get your bottom half like fit. Yeah, I mean, you have to get it strong. Mm. So like, cause he says a lot of, what happens is your butt probably wasn't strong enough, your core wasn't strong enough. So it's all just butt mm. exercises. So I was in a brace for like four months where I couldn't move. So I couldn't bend down to tie my shoes. Mom had to tie my shoes. It was like the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't do anything, no, no activity. And then I was doing rehab and then I got released. Slowly, he was like, slowly get back to soccer. I had a showcase in Las Vegas for my club team, like, maybe a week after I got released, and I was like, I got to play in it. So I trained maybe two days with, the, with my club team, went and played, and my coach was like, hey, you have, like, a lot of teams that have been looking for you, like, a lot of college teams are looking for you, mm. right? So, like, I'm going to start you. So I was like, okay, like, I need to, I need to perform. So I go in, uh, I start the game, I played a total of four minutes, mm. and I couldn't run. Mm-mm. Yeah, my, I was, my lungs were. Oh, your lungs, all right. I, I I was tired after like three minutes. I made like two mm-hmm. runs and I was dead. So then I come out of the game and I'm, I mean, I'm kind of crying. I'm like, he was like, you have all these teams, like all these college, you see all these scouts here. Those are, they're for you because they haven't seen you play. So, and I hadn't said anything. Mm-hmm. So then after that game, that was really my recruitment went down is so where my coach was like, hey, like he just fractures. But we got to tell him, fracture mm-hmm. your spine. So we told all those schools and all those schools cross you off the list. Mm. So that's a hard one, but uh, I thank God because before that I had I had known Chris Taylor from my he's from Tulsa or he's from Oklahoma City actually, and um, he had told me hey we're gonna give you full my thing was my sophomore junior we're gonna give you Florida or you I was like okay and I told my college coach I mean I told my club coach Faley, and he said tell them to piss off <laughs> what like you're not gonna go there you're mm-hmm. gonna go to a big school mm-hmm. so I was like okay. So I told him, I don't think I said it like that, mm-hmm. obviously, but I was like, hey, we're going to wait like, for mm-hmm. further things, but thank you for the offer. And he was like, okay, we're just leave it at that. You mm-hmm. always have a place. That's so then after that, after that, after mm-hmm. that happened, and I was low, I was at my low after Damn. that tournament, that showcase, I came back, and I was one-hitting ORU back up, saying, mm-hmm. hey, is that still available? And they said, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's where I went, and it's crazy to think that. Like, that's where I ended up, but like, I was just blowing them off a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Not you.
1: Well, you didn't necessarily blow them off. Yeah, you kind but of like, just held your held your offer. Yeah,
0: you didn't really say yes. You didn't really say no. Yeah, but yeah. it was a blessing in disguise. Like yeah. I'm so thankful for or you and everything they've done for me. Mm-hmm. So there's amazing, amazing coaches there. All of them close to all of them. So I was really thankful that they gave me the opportunity, and obviously it paid off. Yeah, big time. Yeah, That's big time. It's crazy how life works that way, huh? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, I I mean that was it was a hard feeling like. Whenever I slowly saw my coach walking over to all the scouts and saying, "Hey," he's like, "He just fractured his spine," so like mm-hmm. that's why he looks like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And you got to see their coaches take that in, <laughs> see what yeah. expressions they had, and
0: yeah, I mean, I remember the Kentucky coach. I, ha- I mean, I have a freaking picture. I have pictures on my phone mm-hmm. of coaches that I've heard, or I, don't, I wouldn't say like I'm not. I don't have any, like I'm not have any hate towards them. But I, I have pictures of coaches that like, have said I'm not good enough, or like... This is your list, your motivational list. Yeah. That list that you look I to. Have, yeah, I had a... There's a... I was like, say the names, bro. Nah, I say, I'm say kidding, the names. kidding, I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. A lot
1: of them are from Oklahoma, but... I'm kidding. There was
0: a, it was a funny story in high school. I don't know if it was just Joe Peeler mm-hmm. being smart, but in high school, I think it was... Maybe it was senior year. We had a game I think we needed to win to make playoffs, right? So, I remember it was, like, the week... It was, like, a couple days before. And Peeler goes, hey, you know, we're playing, like, we're... Or... We're playing a team Mm -hmm. uh, this week, right? He was like, "Yeah," and Coach blah blah was like, "I don't know." I I I was talking to one of my friends. He was saying that you really weren't that good. Like he thought it was gonna be easy this weekend. Hmm. So obviously being in high school, I was like, Mm -hmm. "Oh hell no!" And but like now I think about, it, I was like, "I wonder if Joe just just probably never even said said that to you." (laughs) he needed a way to motivate I like, you. I was like, dang, that's some good coaching right there. That is some good coaching, dude. I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't want to ask, but it there is a coach. Did it work? Oh, yeah, it worked. Because, and the funny thing is, I think I scored, maybe had two assists, and then I, after the game, I went up to the coach. Damn. <laughs> but that's just how it was. I was a yeah. young, stupid kid, so I wanted to, I went into nah, the I game, and I dude. said, hey, why'd you say that? I heard what you said. I heard you say you don't think I was good enough. What'd you just say? The other coach
1: is behind him like, shit. <laughs> yeah
0: and I was like I was like are you serious So is that really what you think cause I just mm. we just beat your team like what, what do you have to say and like you could tell he's kind of like and he like kind of was trying to avoid it like kind of mm-hmm. walking away and I probably shouldn't have done that. obviously mm-hmm. I was a young and stupid kid I, I see like it's funny cause now I see kids like when I was that age that do stupid stuff or talk shit or like and I'm like dang that was me yeah, what can you do <laughs> yeah. bro it's like, <laughs> or you have a parent that's like wait until you have yet. kids yeah we haven't learned yeah. yet but no that was a funny story and I, I didn't ask him to that but we won that game and I was like. Now I think back on it, I'm like, damn, I wonder if Joe really, like, that yeah. really is what, did he really say that? Or was he just trying to motivate? We're him? never going to know, and we don't want to, you know? But that's, it reminds me a lot
1: of The Last Dance. You ever yeah. watch that? Yeah. And how Michael Jordan oh, would just, yeah. like, find ways yeah, he'd to find motivate ways to himself. himself?
0: That's crazy. You know, it's funny, the David Goggins, uh, one of the ones I was listening to in a quote I wrote down was, he said, motivation's crap. And I, for the first part, I was like, why, mm-hmm. why would he say that? Like, a lot of people have motivation. But then I, the more he was talking about it, he says, Motivation is—it comes and goes, right? So, I mean, there's people every day that go to—they'll go to the gym because they're motivated for a couple of days, and then once that motivation wears off, mm-hmm. they're out of the gym too. It, it's with everyone; it happens mm-hmm. to everyone, even for me. Like, some people get motivated, you're motivated for a while, and then it slowly lays off. It's you know? normal. It's gonna yeah, go. Yeah, it's normal. Away. It's gonna happen. But that's why David Goggins says motivation is crap. If you're driven, you're gonna knock anything down in your way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one thing I've like tried to remember always is like be driven. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't need to be motivated because motivation's crap. Be driven. Yeah. I like to say be consistent. Yeah. Like with the
1: podcast because I, when I was motivated, it was easy to come. Yeah, exactly. But when I stopped losing my motivation, well, it's always been stay consistent because when motivation leaves. If you stay consistent, eventually the motivation will come back. Exactly. But you're just consistent. Keep grinding. Keep doing it. Put your 10,000 hours in. Master it. Whatever you have to but do. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. That's
0: what. That's why I like about David Goggins too, because his like stuff it could relate to anyone. It mm-hmm. relates for you. It relates for me. We're mm-hmm. totally different. Like we do totally different things, but like he still like you can. He motivates anyone. That's oh, what. That's the cool thing about it. And like he talks about it, and like I just love the way he talks about everything. Just the way he lives life it's crazy. It's fucking hard, isn't yeah. it? It's fucking hard. <laughs> My man. dad got me a hoodie from him. Uh, I think last Christmas mm-hmm. it was a "Stay Hard." Stay <laughs> hard. Yeah, stay.
1: You have to get that book, bro. Get the audio first. Don't read it. Get the, the audio book. Listen right. to it because you can do that while you're working out. Yeah. And dude, it's, amazing. it's crazy how he just is an example of how your brain. It's either your brain—it's that little voice inside of you that controls you, or it's you that controls it. It's like yeah. your brain is the vehicle, your body. No, it's like your brain is the operator, your body's the the vehicle. Yeah. And sometimes your body's just like, I can't take another step exactly. forward, yeah. and then your body just keeps. Your brain is just like, no, just keep going, just keep another
0: going. Another one I like is—I think this is a Kobe Bryant one, but mm. it's, or I think someone told Kobe, but it was the rest at the end, don't rest in the middle. And rest I love that at one. the end, don't rest in the middle. Dang.
1: Okay, what other type of language do you use for yourself to keep yourself motivated what other like do you have other lines or what else do you use to stay consistent to stay motivated
0: like how do you do that um i mean to just listening to those podcasts Mm. every day when i'm working out makes me go a thousand times harder Mm -hmm. i mean obviously i i do everything for my family Mm because my family is my everything but um i mean i I get motivation from a lot of things like i see my parents like Mm -hmm. it was crazy because my mom cleans houses right Mm -hmm. so Last off season, I was, or maybe it was in the summer, my mom had surgery, so she was like, hey, could you come help me clean the houses? So we go to these big houses, and, like, you see these, like, you're just like, I was like, okay, like, we're about to go, like, it's probably about to be easy. Like, she's there from, like, eight to four, like, not that bad. I go, and I get, and we're done, and I'm just like, bro, I can't believe you do that every day, mom. Like, it, mm. it kind of gives you, like, dang. It's like, gonna chinga. Yeah, bro, like, your mom, like, it's, mm. it makes me emotional, so I'm like, yeah, I'm on that shit's crazy to me. Like, my dad, he works at the hospital downtown, and he works 12-hour shifts. Sometimes, he's all, overnight, he works sometimes. I'm like, he never he's never off the phone. He's a supervisor, so he's always on the phone, like, making sure everything mm-hmm. happens. I'm like, bro, my parents work their ass off. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. That's motivational as hell.
1: That's your why? Yeah. For your parents? Yeah. And for your that's grandpa, crazy. so they can see yeah. you on TV. Dude, that's, that shit's crazy. That's the
0: truth. And it hits you a lot harder
1: when you have kids. Dude, I have two kids, and I'm like... And then yeah. you hit with a, here's one that I, that trips me up all the time is when you have kids, you obviously want to spend as much time with yeah. them, but you also want to give them everything. But How do you give them everything? Well, by working. Yeah. Well, you want to work hard. You want to yeah. make yeah. a lot of money. You want to give them the best life, but then in pursuit of that, you take away what they really want to spend time with you. Yeah, I mean, and then it's, it's, it's just hard. And then you have kids and then you want them to play soccer too. <laughs> So then you're just like, how do I brainwash
0: this little kid to be like yeah. Project Mbappe? You yeah. know, like what do I gotta do to get him down there? Yeah, so I, already then, told, I already told I already told everyone my, yeah. my kid's gonna play soccer for sure. hmm
1: You say that, and then you take him out to go play at little kickers at Hatrick, and then you realize that they he want doesn't want to play. And then you're just like, what do you do? And then you're just like, no, we're gonna stay here because we paid for eight courses and I'm not gonna teach you to be a quitter. So I'm I'm gonna force you to do this to show you that you have to stick it through and you have to do that, and then the little voice inside of my head is like, "Don't force him to do it because then he might hate playing soccer." So maybe we should take a break and have him come back at it later. And I'm like, "Fuck! What do I do?"
0: (laughs) So it's like, dude, being a parent is (laughs) a trip, bro. Yeah, I can't. I'm excited to be a parent, but obviously, I got.
1: Yeah, you got you got shit to do. Yeah, you got stuff to do. You know, and that's, life is all about um, eras. Like uh, like uh, like your high school era, yeah. your college era, your professional era. Our life is in that era, and you know, there's the parent era, there's like the little kid era, there's there's all that stuff. So when that time comes, I'm sure that you're gonna tackle it with the same type of um, energy that you're attacking soccer, dude. And yeah. if you do
0: that, bro, you're, you'll be set. <laughs> right, that's what, That's why I like even another uh, quote I like is, or I think this is actually my college coach so that said he do uh, do everything or like. Do everything how you do, like, be the same in how you do everything. So, mm-hmm. like, the little things, if you're going to be good at little things, be, if you're going to be good at big things, be good at the little details, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, you really have to focus, like, you probably focus on being, you want to make sure the podcast is good, right? But you also mm-hmm. want to be a perfect parent. So, mm-hmm. how you do one thing is how you do everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Or kind of, like, what helped me is, like, I, I'm not so great at school. Yeah, but boy, if I tricked my head to think that if I attack school the same way they attack soccer,
0: exactly,
1: game over. <laughs> I would have been done. Like times yeah. tables, sixty seconds done. What's up? But right, they that's are... what
0: a lot of people reach out to me, and I, I try to tell those uh, a lot of kids because I'm because I was in their shoes. But I was mm-hmm. like, you got to make sure your grades are good. Like, hmm. focus on your Look grades. Look at them right there. Focus on your grades. <laughs> that is how like so many players you'll see that they get full full rides and stuff to colleges but like they're getting a lot of academic money so like that's how you can get a full ride mm-hmm. but a lot of schools you can't go to because you don't have the academics for it Japan. and you have you have to like focus on that I never focused on it in college even I mean even in high school and college I I really was like I really didn't care I didn't mm-hmm. do it. I was just there to play soccer but like I wish I would have taken it more seriously I mean I had chances to go to other schools even after my freshman sophomore year of college I had schools I reached out I reached out to my old club coach hey hey Dante should come here also it's like I'd, I had a full ride and I was like make, basically getting some money back every semester mm-hmm. so I was like why am I gonna switch to another school and they'd be like hey you have, may have to pay five ten grand I was like, I don't want to put that on my parents mm-hmm. and if I would have just had my academics right I would have been able to probably go you know mm-hmm. but I mean everything happens for a reason so I'm glad I didn't move anywhere mm-hmm. I always told myself like if you're gonna make it you don't need to be at a big school if you're gonna if you're gonna make it. Someone's gonna see you, and that's what I think a lot of kids need to hear. Like, you don't have to be at the best school. You don't have to like a lot of kids go to Dallas to go play club ball, or they want to go somewhere big. Like, I was always here. I stayed in Oklahoma for college, and I'm mm-hmm. pro now. So like, you can make it. Anyone can make it. You
1: just have to stick it out.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah. Mac, you number one in the nation. Yeah, I saw that. Oklahoma Christian, Oklahoma City University, SNU. There's a lot of colleges in Oklahoma, so I think Oklahoma people are fortunate yeah. for that. But
0: what other, if there was something else, that,
1: what other questions do people ask you when they reach out to you?
0: Oh, I mean, they so always ask me just about my story. Like I say, mm-hmm. how did you get there? I, like a lot of, it's a lot of kids from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had kids reach out from where I was going when they see me play or something. But it's really just about, hey, how, should I, how do I reach out to a coach? Or how do, mm-hmm. I, how do I get to this school? And I, obviously, I always tell them, hey, we need to be realistic, first of all. Like, are you at that level where you can be at that top? So you can reach out to a lot of kids and I'm like, okay, I want to play for the top teams. Like, I want to play for Kentucky. I want to play for Wake Forest. I want to play for, like, those big D1 schools. And it's like, okay, if you're not there yet, then you need to get there first. And some kids will reach out to me, like, their junior year of high school. And I'm like, it's too late. You need to yeah. – like, you're going to have to go to a smaller school, and then you wake, work your way up. Mm-hmm. There's a kid, Luca uh, Rodriguez, that played with me at ORU. He, went, he was at a JUCO, actually, I think, and then went to ORU, played one year, had a great year center back, and then left and went to Kentucky, and he just finished as a starter there, and I think he's probably going to make it to the... Wow. He'll make it pro, and I was like, that's a, that's a good story. Like, He started at a JUCO, went to a smaller D1 mm-hmm. school, and then made it to a big D1 school. Now he's probably going to play pro.
1: Mm. I think what we're missing are just people that have done it, and then just people that are there to talk to those kids.
0: Because yeah. you didn't
1: have... We, did you have anybody that kind of explained the way, like, hey, this is possible? I just think about my brother. Like, my brother went to go play at NOC. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, hey, man, don't trip. You can then go to MACU. And he went to go to MACU. And then afterwards, I was like, well, look, man, play your season. Take the second half of the season, second semester. Take it at oh, O-Trip. Yeah. And then go back. And then you can go back during the soccer season. And then some people just don't know that there's that, that route is there to yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I
0: mean, there's a lot of different people. Like, I mean, even Gary McLaughlin, he... Played here, grew up, and then went to SMU, Mm -hmm. a big D1 school, and he did super well, and he got obviously went pro. But like, there's different stories like Lamar, Lamar, Batista grew up here, and then he went to play one season in California, and then Portland Timbers picked him up. Mm -hmm. I think Portland did, yeah. But he's, I mean, he's been at the out. That's where I was with in Rochester, Mm. so we both. Yeah, I heard that Lamar's gonna be out there. Yeah, it was it was amazing feeling like knowing he was gonna be there because obviously like I've known him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, I mean, he played at the highest level. He mm-hmm. played for LAFC and he played for Portland Timbers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. doesn't get higher than that in the U.S. So he was there and then he kind of dropped to the USL. Um, and then he kind of went to a couple of different teams, but I was really happy mm-hmm. when I heard that we both were going to be going up there because at least I it's knew so a someone. small world, isn't Yeah. It? Yeah. It's mm-hmm.
1: crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Lamar. And then, so... Are you So I'm confused now So you are going to be Playing with Rochester this no, year? No, no. So,
0: it's so it was a one year deal One year option That's So they didn't said. pick up My option mm-hmm. here. So yeah, we're, we're, ch- we're currently Trying to find a team I mean mm-hmm. There's been a couple teams That Cody's already told me But we're just waiting Waiting, it, waiting. And it sucks to wait mm-hmm. And like I wish I could just talk to him 24-7 and ask him. We're like, I'm the one making the decision. Like Cody, like, can you get like, you anything, Cody? Yeah, yeah yeah, Cody. yeah, yeah. But obviously, like, he's dealing with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he's going to get me right, so mm-hmm. we're just waiting patiently. You just got to do your part. You got to yeah, be able to exactly. deal
1: with what you can control. Yeah, And that's exactly, exactly. in
0: the gym every day.
1: We talked about your high school. Yeah. You ended up going to... Oh, are
0: you? Yeah. How was that transition from high school? Because you used to be able
1: to dribble around. Oh. But you used to. You said that you could do that in college, too. But probably not so much, right?
0: Yeah, not so much. Um, I think.
1: Or what was the toughest part of that transition?
0: I think that was when I had to really transition into start mm. defending. You can't be a mm. you can't be a winger or a striker and not defend. A two way player. So, yeah, you have to be, or else you're not gonna make it to the next level. And that's what my college coach always hit me on. He said, "You can make it. Mm-hmm. The mic right here. Yeah. You can make it, but you can't. You're not gonna make it if you don't defend as well as attack. You know. Mm. So that was something I really had to." get into my brain and it took me a while different habit yeah yeah it took me a couple years actually to get into that habit to where hey we're not just scoring goals we got to defend because coaches are going to see that and then if they see you're not defending then they're not going to want you Mm. you're the first defender yeah exactly yeah it starts from up top really so that's something i had to learn and they they yelled at me a lot Mm. i think my my freshman year they kind of put some discipline on me just just the way of Mm. attacking and defending, like making sure I do both, not just one.
1: Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> Sorry, you said you had to calm me down because the old high school you was coming up to coaches
1: like, what's well, <laughs> up? You said this to me, but not not uh, college Dante nah, anymore. No, nah,
0: those those coaches get on too. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was fun. I mean, we played against some good schools. We obviously were a smaller Division One school, so we didn't play the very, very top teams, but sometimes we'd play some of the, we mm-hmm. play good teams, you know? So it was fun and That that transition from my freshman to senior year was unreal. Like, we went from like I'll tell you our four seasons. We were probably four and eleven our first year. Hmm. Then we moved to like about an average. We were like seven seven. And then from these last two years, we only lost like two three games. It was insane. Like seeing like I kind of like seeing that those people you got there with freshman year you built that Mm. to make that team like that. It was unreal. So my last year or so for my career. I had the most goals in in that uh, mm-hmm. in ORU history, so that was a big achievement of mine that I was very happy about. Yeah, yeah it's a big one. Yeah. No, we. Had, I mean, I was. I'm so thankful for the coaches. They brought in good players every year. They, like, I feel like from my year, like we improved every year. So mm-hmm. I was very happy with all of my achievements, everything I did. So it was fun. That's what I was gonna say. You left out like how you did
1: the first year. You got some PT. You, had, you got some goals under your belt, and I think you even made the second team, right? Or was that my the freshman f- year? What I'm trying to get at, though, is that you you had a not-so-bad season. Oh, yeah. But the sophomore year, you had
0: a better season. Yeah. Your junior year. That was my big season. That's the best season that you had? Yeah, I think I had 12 or 13 goals. So then- that was that was a big one. After that, um, after my junior year, that's when I actually after my sophomore year, that's when some teams were reaching out. Hmm. And I was maybe able to move. There's a couple teams uh, that were interested. And I was like, no, I'm not going. Like pro teams? No, I'm talking about bigger D1 schools. Oh, bigger D1 yeah. schools to offer you to a lot of people on. always are going to say, hey, if you're at a bigger D1 school, you have a better chance of going pro. Mm-hmm. And I always said, if if I'm good enough, I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm good I was, enough, I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah, the grass I'll, is always greener, but... Yeah, yeah Some. I mean, I could have transferred somewhere else and then not played or gotten mm-hmm. hurt, and then I would have been done, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just thankful for ORU and everything they did, so... I mean, we improved every year. My junior year, I had a bunch of goals. Senior year, I had a bunch of goals, and then my COVID year mm-hmm. was my last year. Uh, that's when I kind of messed up my ankle first, mm-hmm. uh, kind of towards the end of the season. And um, I, tried to pl- I tried to finish that season so hard. I mean, I got a steroid shot in my ankle. I got like, mm-hmm. a bunch of things, tried to play on it because we it was right before playoff. It was funny, I have a funny story. It was my last, uh, it was our last game before, play- er, before playoffs. And we were playing Kansas City uh, against an old keeper of mine, actually Cooper Clark, yeah, amazing keeper. And uh, we were down two zero, right? And we were already in playoffs, so like we were kind of just like
1: just going through the motions. Yeah,
0: you could tell. Like even I was. Like sometimes I check out, mm. you know. So it was two zero, and it was like two two minutes thirty seconds back on on the clock, and I scored. Scored with, like, two minutes left, right? I had a, from my teammate, I had a good ball. I finished it. So then we're like, all right, it's 2-1. There's a minute left. Like, we're still not going to score. We get the ball, like, I get the ball with, like, 50 seconds left. I dribble down the left, cross it, and one of my... One of my uh, friends headed in. So, then it's 2-2. Damn. And we're just like unreal. Like,
1: Project Mbappe. You, you could have, nah, I was, was waiting for you to tell me you scored it so I can be like,
0: Mbappe. <laughs> nah, it was, it was unreal. Like, we were just like, what just mm-hmm. happened? It's 2-2. There's like 10 seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. I go over to my coach and I, and he says, please do something magical. Mm-hmm. So, we, net, in overtime, it's golden goal in, in college. So, mm-hmm. keeper picks up the ball, punts it. I take like a plump touch, like nasty right mm-hmm. in front of me, like, out of the air from like, 60 yards, dribble, and then, like, I make a move on a guy and then play it to my center forward. He was one-on-one with the keeper, finished it, and it was just, like, it, that was, like, the, my, my favorite game ever because it was unreal. Oh, I was word. just, like, oh, I was going crazy, and, like, everyone was, like, we really just, like, beat them. He was, like, 2-0 with, like, 2 minutes left to go. Damn. That was, like, one of my craziest games. That's the my craziest game. moment? Yeah, I think. You think so? Yeah, other than that, and then, like, we were the first uh, Oklahoma team to win regionals mm. for club. That was when I was playing with Daryl DK. and uh, I mean I don't know if you know much about him, but he's playing mm-hmm. second division in England. He's a big-time big and, time player, uh, and I loved playing with him because he you could play him a ball anywhere, and he mm. would just get it and then put it right at my feet. Mm. <laughs> so it was it was uh, I was almost spoiled playing with Bring him because him. he's so big and like just the way he used his body was so good. Like our center back would just ping a ball into him he would pop it down and give it to me and then I would just dribble.
1: Was it evident at that point that he was different?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a year younger than me. He played up. And <laughs> he was a year younger than me, but he was... <laughs> he was, like, twice my size and everyone's size. Mm. Everyone asked him for a birth certificate. Really? Yeah, because they would be like, there's no way he's... That must
1: have been the hassle. Every time you show up to go play against some club team, you're like, that guy's too old. And he's yeah. just like,
0: what do you mean? Like, I'm the youngest guy here. And the funny thing about him is he's, like, he's real, like, I don't so, know. He
1: seems such a nice person. Like, yeah, but like, too nice.
0: Like, I would have to talk shit for him. Like, mm. we'd be in the games and someone would, like, foul him real nasty. and I'd be like. I'd be like, hey, what the fuck? you're not going to talk mm-hmm. shit. And I, I'm i the one over there like, fuck you, like yeah, talking to the guy, yeah. but with he's like an amazing giant. guy, yeah, yeah. But he was, uh, it was so fun to play with him because I could just, he would just hand the ball to me basically. Damn. Yeah. And then some of the goals that he's been oh smashing yeah. in. I yeah.
1: was going to say putting in, sliding in, no dude, smashing in.
0: Yeah, but that, sorry, I got off topic, but that game, uh, regionals, where we won regionals, that was mm-hmm. the final and that game was one of my favorite games. I think we were, I think it was tied, but. Think we ended up winning the final like 3-0, but yeah. I had an amazing game and like it, that was one of my favorite, favorite game. Dude, how wild is it to get back with talking about Daryl like seeing him out there? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even at that level, he's bodying people. Like his body is unreal. <sighs> You're just like, well, see, I guess it wasn't just me. He's the, Everybody in the world's having problems with him. Yeah. I, I was,
1: man, if he didn't get injured, I yeah. swore I wanted to see him at the World Cup. Yeah, was he, he
0: was struggling with some injuries, uh, but I mean... Yeah, he'll be he'll fine. Get there. Yeah, he already. I think he played the other day. He's got a goal and an assist. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, playing, yeah. he's he's fine. He'll do fine. He's <laughs> he'll loving. Be okay. The, he's loving the money over well, there. Shout too, out to that sure. guy over there, man. Yeah.
1: From <laughs> the Mass Football Podcast, Oklahoma City to the to the big guy out there from
0: yeah. Edmond too, right? From Edmond, yeah. You got
1: to play against him in high school, probably. Then.
0: Yeah, I played against him in high school, um, a couple times maybe. Mm. But I mean, everyone would just foul him. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way you could that stop sucks. him. Must be but, the cool part though. is like. Playing, club, playing high school against your club mates? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we play against everybody. Most, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the team would be, like, on one team, so we'd get smacked up. Mm. But, like, I mean, it was just fun to be able to dribble and score goals. Like, you never I had to nah. worry about anything.
1: I was going to ask. You weren't the type
0: to be like, oh, they're all playing over there. I'm going to go play over there. Nah, I
1: don't think so, because your family was there, and it was more yeah. about playing with
0: the family. Yeah. No, I think I have, I, I was telling someone the other day, I, was, I had a huge, like, my biggest regret in high mm. school soccer was our playoff game. And we went to PKs. So it was me. I can't remember what number I took. It doesn't really matter. But I chose, it was like, I was basically chose who was taking the PKs. And it mm-hmm. took me and my brother. And my di- my cousin was a defender, right? Mm-hmm. So he was asking who wants to take five. Peeler was kind of asking me. And I said, I saw Edgar. And I said, no, nah, let Kessler take it. So after the game, like I kind of was like, we lost the game, right? And Kessler mm-hmm. missed. So it was kind of like my fault, but at the end of it, I was like, like, why would I not just choose my family? Like, why would I not mm. just choose my cousin? You know, like mm-hmm. that was my biggest regret. I'm just like, this is bigger than that's bigger than soccer. It's yeah. my cousin. Like, I should have just let him take it. Why? Why would I? Why would mm-hmm. I? You know? And I think that was me just being selfish and like wanting to win. But mm-hmm. I look back, and I'm like, dang, like I wish I would have just.
1: In the heat of the moment, like you know, it's it's easy to make mistakes, you know. But some those are the mistakes. It's funny because i feel like everyone has like those high school like ah you know this moment here kind of if i wish i would have done it differently yeah. but talking about moments i always like to ask people like what moment in your life do you feel like if you would have made a different decision your outcome would have been totally different
0: hmm. i don't know i really couldn't tell you like like what's that
1: one point that fork like maybe it was just going to or you Maybe it was deciding to play with the energy team, or maybe it was...
0: I mean, I'll t- okay, I'll tell you a moment um, where I had to kind of reevaluate myself, but that was when I was, after my junior year of college, right, that was when my uh, assistant coach was like, hey, you need to start going, like, going places, like, we hmm. need to start, like, putting you, like, for summer team, let's go to Seattle, like, the big team, hmm. uh, in that what is it called? I think it's called USL League 2. Mm-hmm. So it's for like development players. Like Basically to, to keep busy. Kind yeah. of like the energy had. Yeah, here. energy had that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did that my freshman and sophomore year. But he was like, hey, let's go to Seattle just so more people can see you be mm-hmm. out there. So I went over there and I mean, obviously coming off that junior, thought I was a shit. Like I was like, oh, I'm about a ball. And I went over there and there was players. There mm. was players, good players. Got so, humbled again. Yeah, I got humbled. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Uh, that was when I actually was like, dang, like, I'm not starting, mm. and that, that was the first time, like, in my life, I really was like, I'm not a starter, mm. and that ate at me, mm. like, I I was spoiled, I was used to playing every game, like, choosing when I was gonna get sub, like, doing stuff like that, and then, like, going to that, where you're like, hey, you're on the bench, and I was like, dang, and, like, I mean, most of those players are playing professional right now, most of those, I'm friends with, that were in Seattle, are big time players, some of them are in the uh, MLS, but, like, that yeah. was like one point in my life where I was like, dang, like, mm-hmm. just coming off that season and then to to for that to happen, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it happens yeah. a few times. It happens yeah. from
1: when you go to like high school to college, when you go to college yeah. to going out there, and then it happened again to you when you went from yeah. out there to from Rochester. Yeah, it, and it happens more times. Isn't it surprising how often that happens? Yeah. Where you think you're at a good level and then you walk in and meet like
0: a handful of players and you're just like, fuck. But that's kind of the yeah, curse, you know, yeah, of being a good it. player. I mean, that's football. Like you have it's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. But I that's where I had to kind of adapt now. i was like, okay, I just need to work. Like I I'll get better. I just need to work. So,
1: that's yeah. wild, bro. The the only thing that I'm hearing is it never changes. It's always the same. Yeah. Just work. Yeah, just work. Just work. Yeah. That's it. That's going to be
0: the name of the podcast. Just work. <laughs> that's fire. I like that. Just work. No, that's I mean, that's something I've instilled in myself for like since I was little, like, I've always just worked. and I i mean, we even, like, I think our even coach in college asked us, hey, like, uh, write down on a piece of paper who, like, mm. who was the best teammate? Who was the most professional? Every single card was me. Because, mm. like, people would see, like, should I do? Like, I, I would, like, even a big story was in, was when I was in club, and we were at a state final. And we Like, our club was good. OFC was nasty. We, we won, like, six state championships. We lost, like, one, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was one uh, ESC field four. Everyone already knows it. it's all that's that tournament mm-hmm. field. Crazy big field. Mm-hmm. But that was a field you always want to play. The only on. one that's a green. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh it was the night before the state final, right? And I think my I think it was Failures Phillips was out there uh coaching another team or training another team. Our final was the next day. And I was tra- I was training on that game four field cuz I knew we were going to play on it the next day. And I was doing drill, like, I I promise you, I'm not lying to you at all. I know, I think you're going to say imagery. Yeah, like, I, I literally set up cones, like, I, like, dribbled your three position. steps, went to the right, cut in, and then shot it up, upper 90. The next the next day in that game, I scored the exact same goal, and my coach said, I saw you doing that last night. Fucking wild. And I was like, that. that's where, at one point in my life, I was like, Bro, just work. Hmm. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at or, like. What you're doing if you work is gonna pay off. Mm-hmm. So, like that was a big one of mine where I was like, dang, that, that shit just came true. Like, isn't that wild how yeah, that happens?
1: Yeah. I was talking to the psychologist and a lot of it, one of it was uh, visioning, like in, yeah. imagery, just envisioning oh, you close yourself your to it, like yeah. shadow, whatever, like kind of just closing your eyes, picturing yeah. yourself on the left field, going left, going right, cutting right, second post. And yeah, if exactly. you can see it, and then it just happens just like that creepiest bro that's yeah
0: uh, we had a psych, uh mm. we had the same kind of guy in Seattle when we were there and he would do the same thing before the games or before training he said, say close our eyes let's think about what we're gonna do in training how we're gonna mm. be perfect with our touches how we're gonna pass the ball clean how we're gonna shoot well like and mm. I think that's cool mm. it's cool to listen to those kind of guys that know everything about soccer, right do you watch anime no I no, don't dude
1: there's this good one called Blue Lock that came out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's, about, it's about soccer. Oh, really? And bas- it's really, really good. And it picked up popularity whenever Japan was crushing it in the World Cup. Yeah. But basically, it goes like this. Japan gets knocked out by Germany in the 2018 World Cup. So now someone in Japan is like, we got to build this facility to build the best soccer players ever. We're going to throw a whole bunch of kids in there, and they're all forwards, and they're basically saying like, we're going to build the best players so we can win the World Cup. And that goes into like how players need ego, And how they need to be selfish and how they need to, you know, because that's what the forward does. You need to be that player that's not going to pass the open pass to get the goal because your job is just to score. You have to be egotistical to score and that's basically what it goes down to. And it follows this one character who wants to be the best and runs into a whole bunch of players that are good, some that are fast. And he basically unlocks his own, you know, and that's basically what
0: it... I never heard of it. You should check it out. It's really,
1: really good. It's about soccer, but... Where I was going with that, I don't know. I forgot. But I mean, just work, right? Yeah.
0: No. I mean, going back to that, it was it was it was good seeing like mm. that happening. Like even in college, like I'd be at the treadmill before. I'd be at the treadmill like before training or after training. Or people see us have a hard training, and then, like later in the day, I'm over there like jogging mm. or doing something like on the field or training. And like you just see, you just see one of your teammates see you, and you could just imagine what they're saying. Like, damn.
1: Yeah, that's when. Yeah, like Goggins says. You- Take their soul, bro. Yeah, <laughs> take their soul. Like, and then you practice, when he goes up against you, then he's gonna be like, "This guy works out harder than yeah. me." I don't know if I'm gonna be got snatched your soul, bro. That's yours is dude. mine, man. That's I, mine. I always
0: like. I always think too. Like what everyone says, it's like someone's working harder than you. So like, mm. oh, it, it it eats me. Like, it eats me to hear that. So yeah, like, dude. I'm like, you you look like I you're about work. to go hit the gym
1: after <laughs> this just to get it out of you. That's funny. Nice, yeah. dude. Dude, do you want to leave any messages? Anyone that's. Uh, that you don't really get to see anyone that's been following your journey or someone that's following your journey just go no, with you.
0: Yeah, I just think, like, everyone that's following my journey, like, like, I told you, I have a lot of people that come up to me and I, it's amazing. Like, getting to hear them or even a bunch of people that message me on Instagram, like, hey, like, I'm from OKC. How should I, like, how should I do this? I'll reach out. Like, I'll text back all the time. <laughs> like, I just think you just gotta, like, you have to put your all into it. Like, if you wanna make it, you gotta put your all into it. And, like, I just wanna thank everyone that's helped me. Like, like I told you, Cesar will go out and train with me. I'm like, why are you training with me? Like you, you're not you're not gaining anything from this. I mean, like not really. But like I, he just loved being with me, and like I love training with him because it's like my brother, you know. So. Well,
1: Cesar just turns into a little baller without anybody
0: knowing. You know, he's just out there balling. Like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, like bro. Even like my girlfriend, I'm like, damn, I'm so thankful for you because like, hmm. like even in Rochester, like after every session, we would go to the gym because I had to stretch out or like foam roll or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you like uh, massage down my legs? Like, can you Mm -hmm. can you give me a massage? Can you fill up the bath? I do the Epsom salt baths almost every every other day. i would do one, and I I was just like, damn, like my circle. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for my circle, you know.
1: Circles, we need them, bro. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was cool. And if you ever want to come back on. Hit me up when you're back off-season. We'll yeah, catch up. off-season,
0: talk back home. Talk
1: about the World Cup. Talk about something. I don't know. Messi's like, the
0: greatest. Messi's the greatest. Messi's
1: the greatest. Messi. Encara Messi. I got my little kid going, Encara Messi. Encara Messi at home. And he's like, what am I saying? Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> keep saying it. it Encara Messi. Encara Messi. Bro, yeah. when he peeled away against that good defender in Croatia. The best Hell defender, yeah. bro. That shoulder drop.
0: Mm. Nah, but... Uh, Ronaldo is right there Ronaldo's right, right there He, he was He was right there He was right there but I'm the, not taking anything away from him He's literally GOAT number two Like I think he's GOAT number two The first loser <laughs> The first loser Messi's
1: about to get another gold cup He's about to have his eighth Ballon Oro. Messi needs to
0: come to Miami so we can watch That's Bro right.
1: Do you think he'll come that He has to That He has to I don't see I Messi
0: going does. anywhere else. He has to him, man. I hope he does. If I mean, I don't know. We'll see what he does. Honestly, so many people were like, he should just retire. But nah, he said he's not going to retire. Did you see that? Oh, he did. After he said, I'm right? not going
1: to retire. I want to play as the champion. Like I ain't going nowhere. That's basically what he said. The Copa America <laughs> is next year too. Here in the United
0: States oh, it too. Is. Yes.
1: Oh, and I heard dude. that's Brazil, Argentina. That's all South America here in the U.S. So it's gonna get it's gonna get rowdy, and then. Yeah, dude. I heard maybe Ronaldo might go
0: to... No, I heard he signed a contract with Real Madrid, right? That's I don't know. I just heard he was training with Real Madrid there, but I don't know. To... I don't know what he's going to do. I hope he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia or I whatever. hope he doesn't get a bag, yeah. It comes to the MLS. Nah, not even a bag. I just, like, I don't Why would he want to move there? Like, or I mean, I'm not trying to hate on it, but, like... Uh, why would he not come like to play in Portugal or play here like just play somewhere like I don't think he should go chase a bag for Saudi Arabia he already has all the money in the world mm, do like Dani Alves did and just go to <laughs> Mexico City bro That's
1: yeah it. he should just do that we'll go yeah. watch for sure yeah, go play for America it's okay I don't like you guys but it's cool you know just to have a little Ronaldo out there in the, in the yellow and blue
0: but yeah my, my parents were sending me or they went to Mexico City last uh, couple of months ago and they went to watch at the Azteca mm mm-hmm. mhm Like, they sent me a video of the the stadium, like when they were cheering and stuff. And I was like, Bro, have you been? Do you go? No, I have never been there. You've never been to Mexico? No, I've been to Mexico. I've just never been to El Estadio Azteca, and they say it's unreal. Like, yeah. And the video they sent, I was like, Dang. Like, I couldn't even, like, I can't imagine playing in front of that. Even just walking in, you know how when you walk into the
1: stadium, you walk through the stands, and you see the pitch kind of the corner of the pitch. And then as you come in, the whole thing panorama (laughs) comes into your view, bro. And then you stand there and you look out and you say, man, I'm the shit. (laughs) Maradona played here. What? (laughs) Pelé want to work up here too? What? Oh my
0: God. Bro, that that would be an unreal. Like, I mean, I played on big stadiums Mm. but like, it wasn't filled, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, there's a difference. Like, if it was filled like that, that that place gets packed, I can't imagine playing in front of that. And that's what I was telling someone the other day about Messi and even Mbappe, that game is like, people like, Obviously, they're going to hate if you miss a PK, right? But mm. imagine taking two or three PKs in one game on the same keeper in front of that crowd mm. in a World Cup final. Mm-hmm. You're not telling me that's not clutch? Bro, like, ask Kerry Kane, bro. Ask Kerry Kane. I can't. Not like, I give it up for Mbappe, and I give up for Messi because like that, that would be unreal.
1: They put their teams on their back, dude. Messi carried Argentina the whole way, and Mbappe was just... And it's so crazy comparing him to this World Cup to his last World Cup because he's obviously more mature. Yeah. He's obviously more lethal. He knows how to do and get in and out of... That last play that he had against Argentina before they went into extra time
0: where he had that ball in the corner, he took one player, took another. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck. They're both nasty. I mean, that game was cool. And that save that Martinez had... Dude nasty was that an overtime
1: you want to tell me the game is corrupt for argentina and show show people that picture martinez is a block dude that's i have i know a friend his name is franco Mm -hmm. he works for fifa i don't know exactly he's explained it to me many times but i never and i always ask him like what do you do but i think he at one point was following around mexico and he gets the media and the stadiums ready he makes sure everything is good good to go and he got selected to go work in qatar Dang, that would be unreal. Bro, he went to... He worked games, and then he also got to see every Argentina game. And then I mentioned he's from Argentina. Oh. He's in Argentina. Yeah. So, and then he worked the final. He worked the final. He worked Argentina against the... I forgot who they played against, but basically that. He got to see his team win, and I'm just like, dude, that guy is living the dream. I feel so proud to have a friend like that that's like... I I admire people who have dreams, and strive for them and achieve them because that motivates me to be like he has a dream he made it i can do it yeah you can do it and yeah. knowing people like you guys just like it fuels fuels me because it's just there's something to that people that just have a dream a goal and they set it and they go for it and i think that's so valuable dude valuable, valuable. yeah and you guys motivate people he motivates me you motivate other people to become a pro so mm-hmm. shout out to you guys man and just keep working just That's all we gotta do. work. Stay work. What was the title? I guess just work. Just work. Just work. Yeah. Just, just work. And got a Messi. And got a Messi. And got a Messi. And Messi's a go. Yeah, Messi's a go, yeah, bro. We'll leave it at that. Um, this is it's on an air, so we'll just keep chatting it up. But the next World Cup, when it comes, I want to take the whole month off. You are. I want to. I'm going to. I'm already saving up. I've been saving up for like two years because I knew that it was coming.
0: Yeah. Oh, that'd be perfect.
1: Where I, wanna, I heard the first game is going to be in Mexico City. I want to watch it. Oh, it is? That's what I heard. Dang, I think so. And if I can't get in the stadium, I want to be outside
0: the stadium. I want to hear it. <sighs> I want to see the fireworks. Even like the, what's it called? The, um, all the fans in Argentina that were at, the, at his grandma's house. Dude, right? That's crazy. I just like, for me to hear all the interviews of all the players and like how they talk about Messi and like how he is as a teammate and like how much they would do everything for him. I just like... Dude, that's, that's unreal to me.
1: De- Deja de eso. What, the amount of joy that he's brought the whole country, dude. Yeah. Like, there's not one person in Argentina right now that doesn't have a Messi jersey on. And all that's just because he kicked the ball in the net. You know, in simple it's terms, insane. it's just a guy... It's 11 people on, on the field with the ball. But they gave all this joy, all this happiness, and at the same time, they... Tore the whole country's heart out. Like France, you know, like they just, they're sitting there and it's just like a yin and a yang to this like soccer thing. Yeah. And it's just means so much. It baffles me how much soccer just impacts people.
0: No, oh, yeah. And I was, I was even telling my uncle yesterday, um, cause I think people forget that like they're human. Like Messi's mm. a human being. So like he's like, oh, Messi turned the ball over on that goal. And I'm like, yeah, he did. Yeah. And I'm sure. That's every other player, yeah. Me, dude. No, like, everyone, that happens. Like, it's going to happen. I'm not, like, if Messi d- never messed up, then he wouldn't be a human. He wouldn't be playing soccer. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no one that's perfect. And that's where I think sometimes kind of people get confused because they're watching every single Messi play. And they're like, because everyone's on the debate. And then they're like, oh, he turned this over. Oh, he scored a penalty. Well, it's like, like yeah. calm down. Like, it's okay. Like, everyone messes up. Like, Ronaldo's missed penalties a lot. Dude. So is everyone else So like You can't I don't think you can You can't like I feel like people Are trying to pick at Little mm. things And it's like Come on He's a human being But that's what happens That's yeah, the price no, that's, you pay
1: When you become yeah. a GOAT Like yeah. That's like whenever We get to see Dante play At Western Like I'm gonna be watching Picking at his game Like this guy's a yeah, pro you, And he just can't, turned hey, it over like, Nah
0: you can't judge On those fields Cause the ball just
1: Nah I mean, everybody plays On the same field though You know what I'm saying But that with, That happens to everybody though. That's just part of the curse That comes with it But
0: no, I was out there A the, uh, couple weekends ago watching my my uncle's game and I was just looking at the field like I yeah. can't imagine playing on that
1: right now it sucks doesn't it but I mean it's still soccer it doesn't it's still matter soccer. what you're playing on still, like, people you know, still I mean, scoring yeah I don't have anything good to say so I mean i say anything at all so yeah I mean that's what it is though it's always been like that you yeah. know what you're gonna get but yeah. the tacos still slap afterwards the beer still hit like the, the vibes are still immaculate like yeah. the was just kicking in. now <laughs> we have a DJ so like the field is everything who needs a good field bro when the vibes are (laughs) where they are so man all right well it's been a good podcast dude it does It has. and again if you want to come back on let me know i'll make it happen but uh for the people that have been listening i hope you guys have enjoyed this i hope you guys have been able to pick up some nuggets and if you guys want to reach out to him he seems like he's going to reach out to you guys so hit him up with questions and comment down below subscribe to the youtube channel and you know show us some support man but this has been another episode of the mass football podcast thank you peace